if people only knew the things that we do to get this podcast to you, woo! I'm glad you say that, Sheldon. Uh, I'm John Shidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander, still finagling with a light as we get started here, but we are rolling because we are busy. We got things on the go. LeBron James is in town tonight, and I'm trying to get work done. Well, I apologize to our listeners that this episode is going to come out a day late, but I suddenly had to run off to Dunedin, Florida. I know my life is so hard leaving <laughs> a Canadian winter to Florida for five days. But um, those amongst you who are sports fans know that Major League Baseball ended its lockout and suddenly spring training began and I had to hightail it down in Florida to watch the Toronto Blue Jays for Let's work, go. not for pleasure. So thank Let's you go. for your patience for it to be uh, a day late. We are, of course, talking about the Challenge All-Stars Season 2. This is Episode 8 and it just starts off with a banger song in yeah. Ooh by De La Soul, which great song, better music video. True. I have to ask you, Sheldon, the people love it when we talk about music. So let's talk about De La Soul for a second. <laughs> Is this one of the top hundred rap songs of all time? Hip hop songs? Ooh. I didn't mean that as a pun, by the way, but you're just naturally um, gifted like that. I don't know if I could say that. That's a tough one. But it is a great, great, great song. And it is a great party song. And it is just like, it's just such a dope flow. It just puts you in a great mood. Like instantly I was just, you know, like 5% happier. The chest puffed out a little more just when the song came on. Because it was so dope. I love it. I love it. It is. It's such a great song. And just like a podcasting problem. As soon as it came on, I'm like, is this my song of the episode? But you can don't we, know because you have to watch the rest of the episode. But can like, you commit to notes. it already? Like, I don't know. Can you? That's a tough one. It's a tough one. It's uh, We'll have to get to the end of the episode. Um, so but my, my question, tough. though, in, ter- in speaking of being tough, your man's Nehemiah claims that he is bringing the street code to the challenge and told John A that he had to leave, that she had to leave, pardon me, while they celebrated. What did you what did you make of your man's Nehemiah? I mean, we talked about this last episode of You Killed It. I felt a little bad because I felt like I went in too hard on Nehemiah mm-hmm. for his speech that he made about how King's Palace was about lifting up uh, people of color, specifically black people or biracial people. And um, I mean, for those of you who've never watched You Killed It on YouTube and you should, I'm white. So maybe I'm missing something, but I don't understand how a room that pushes John A. out but keeps Melinda in is raising up black people. And that's not to criticize Melinda. I'm just saying I think Nehemiah was full of shit last episode. (laughs) And I think he undercut himself immediately in this episode. I also thought that was needlessly shitty. You know, like, on the one hand... King's Palace, they're all like, why are you guys mad that we're celebrating so hard? And then, like, literally someone walks into the room. They're like, get out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I see the point that you're making, and you're totally right in the sense that it, it's is very uh, contradictory to what... Contradictory? Yeah? Contra- yeah, sure. 
Let's roll with it. Uh, to, what, to what uh, Nehem, the vibes Nehemiah was on last week. So it is a bit of a weird flex for sure. Um, the one thing though I will say is I thought Janelle was a little too mad because I just like, it's not that serious. You know what no. I mean? Like it was kind of like, yeah, I get it. You're kind of mad, but it's not that serious. And I thought she kind of blew it out of proportion, much like Ayana blows everything out of proportion but we'll, we'll get there that was just a tease that was just a tease i mean i i'm glad you brought up ayana because we have the scene where she and tech tech money who i continue to love yeah and where tech basically is like when we're not competing i have to set aside a few hours every day to just let ayana vent like yeah. i just have to spend so much time every day just managing her emotions that's a big job Right. Like I feel like I would be so stressed out by that every single day. I don't know if I'd have the patience for that. Would you? I don't think I would, but he has no choice, right? Like they, he didn't realize they're going to be in a permanent partnership. You're trying to win some money. Yeah. And I think Ayana, like she intrigues me. I wish I knew more about her personally. I never saw her seasons of, I assume the real world that she was on, but there's a lot going on with her and I don't know what it is. Like sometimes you, sometimes we see people on the challenge or on reality TV where you're like, man, this person's a head case, but you understand why, like you understand what makes them tick and you can just tell that they're lost in their feelings. They're lost in their trauma. They're lost in their history. However you want to phrase it. But like, I don't know what her deal is. There's clearly so much going on with Ayana and we're going to see more of that later in this episode. Oh yeah. But like, I'm yeah, like, <laughs> God bless, God bless tech for just being like, yeah, no, this is how I spend my days. It's just, and like, Ayana doesn't even realize how like purposeful it is. Right. Like she just says like, oh, I just like, I love tech. Cause he just lets me talk sometimes. And I was like, yeah, at first I thought, so like Ayana in previous episodes has had sort of a crush or is deeply attracted to tech. And so when they like were heading to the bedroom, I'm like, oh, like, you know, maybe it's a little mutual. And then it turns out it's just like him, like releasing the Ayana vent yeah. so she can just like get it out of the system. I mean, it's such a weird duo, but as you said, credit to tech for being a great partner. And I want to also say, or ask you, I think, what do you think of MJ as a partner? Because we get this like, um, it was a good balance to see how Tech was dealing with his partner and how their relationship was, and then comparing that to like MJ and John A. Because I thought that was super interesting seeing that where you know they build each other up, and you have John A, who isn't really the best competitor, but she's that confident, and her I feel like a lot of that has to do with herself, but also her partner allows her to be that confident as well. And I, and I don't mean that to sound like I'm remove the sexes out of that. Cause I don't want someone to take that out of context. I'm just talking about, I think a best partnership, like even if I apply our partnership, right? Mm-hmm. The best partnerships is when you allow each other to cook, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has their lanes, everybody has their strengths, everybody has their weaknesses, but you build each other up. And I feel like John A and MJ do that for each other to the point where you have John A talking about she thinks she could beat Jody. Now, yeah. I don't think that she could beat Jody, but no. it doesn't matter what I think. If she didn't think that, then she has zero chance. 
Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, it's funny when they started this scene of MJ and John A and MJ's really sort of like hyping her up. I was like, man, I get I tire of these scenes on the challenge mm-hmm. where like one person is just having like a soliloquy, a monologue about how, um, you know, this is how they view the challenge and like what they're trying to bring to it. And like, oh, they're so glad. Like I, I sort of tire of those like self-talk moments. Mm hmm. But it occurred to me in this scene that we didn't have the context of what John A. said before MJ began his little speech. Yeah. And you're right. Like, I think a good partnership is where sometimes you look at your partner and you're like, oh, they're flagging a little bit. I got to, like, pump them up. I got to, like, I got to be the one to set the energy or I got to be the one to remind John A. that we're in this and we're doing well. And the thing that I think especially... I mean, it sort of really came to light in this episode. What really, really matters on these shows when they are broken down into pairs is just staying positive and giving each other like space and be like, no, you got this. Like, hey, no, like this is fine. Take your time. Take a breath. Like that is so important. And we saw it with multiple partners in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And the funny part of that was the, f- the flashback to Zach. <laughs> oh my god that was brutal <laughs> and you know what it's i mean as we've gotten to know zach more like i don't want to comment on his relationship with jenna but i i do have to point out that like zach is i think a nightmare partner like we've seen him gas out <laughs> on laurel who's arguably the best woman competitor on the show ever like in the conversation and We've seen how he speaks to John A. We've seen how he speaks to uh, Kara. We've seen, yeah, Jenna. We've seen him when he's speaking about women to other men. And in hindsight, like we didn't know how bad he was at that point, like on Battle of the Exes. I think we had an idea, but now in hindsight, like I felt so bad for John A where she was so clearly gaslit in that moment into thinking that she was the problem with Zach and she was not, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But that's been Zach's, that's been Zach's MO, right? Um, I felt Mm -hmm. bad for Johnny then feel a lot better for her now until I saw what this challenge was. Cause I thought this daily challenge was very, very tough. It was basically a mini final. Yeah. Right. Like you basically, you had to dive into uh, what do they call these? A cenote. I just like saying cenote. the word cenote. It's a great word. Great word. So you to, I wouldn't want to dive into that, but when you told me that it's called a cenote, you might change my mind there. <laughs> I mean, I have I have rappelled into a cenote and mm. I've been swimming through a cenote. Wow, that's quite nice. It's it's uh, fresh water, like it's just like an underground. You impress me in a lot of different ways, right? You know, very talented, very professional. Well, I mean, definitely not. According to our viewers, very handsome as well. Sheldon, you know what I mean? it's three forty in the afternoon, and I'm drinking alcohol. But go on. <laughs> I'm just gonna let that slide. <laughs> but my, I was gonna say my appreciation for you, knowing your relationship, and that you've been through a cenote, just upping your standings with me for sure. <laughs> Um, but I do want to say that this, I thought this was super hard. You had to jump in the cenote, basically memorize a huge ass puzzle, then swim out, climb back up, run and put together a puzzle, put together or solve a said puzzle. And the puzzle was very complicated. Yeah. So 
This one I thought would be super hard. And the one thing I want to ask you first off was I noticed that Jody and Brad weren't wearing the life jackets the first time through. And I thought, like, I get it, but that's just a flex for no reason. Because clearly, clearly you're just wasting energy. You know, I did. First of all, I had the same thought. As soon as I realized that they had the option of wearing life jackets and those two weren't, I was like, huh. But you know what I think happened? I think Brad was so hyped up that they ran past the life jacket station. Brad hyped up? Nah. That I know. Happens. Crazy. And you're right. It would be so much more tiring. Like you wouldn't, like you're burning so much more, but I think they just jumped on in without looking. Yeah. The thing I didn't pick up about this until like, we got like deeper in was that they had to be tethered together when they were running. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I noticed that Jody tripped (laughs) and I was like, Oh shit. Like that would be like, this is difficult on its own, but having to stay within an arm's length or so of your partner, I think would make it so much harder and just like asking for trouble. And we saw that too, like later uh, Jasmine twists her ankle yeah. Right. And like, I, I'm not pointing any fingers at Latarian, but like trying to keep up with him while running through a forest. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be easy. I thought, though, another thing, and I know the partnerships has been the theme of what we've talked about so long so far on this pod. But I thought it was pretty cool because Latarian, I thought, was being a really good partner to Jasmine, like really hyping her up in terms of yeah. conquering her fear of jumping into said cenote. But also, um we'll find out later on like i'm not i don't want to skip ahead to the result but i'm saying like brad and the way that he dealt with jody when jody didn't realize like the actual like intricacies of the puzzle Mm -hmm. and the way that brad handled that i thought like he would have been well within his rights to me to be upset and maybe he was on the inside but i'm saying to to even show like that he'd be disappointed, not yell, not get mad, but he didn't even look that bothered. He was just kind of like, oh, it's okay. Things happen. And I thought, I, I appreciated that because I, I think maybe I didn't think that was Brad's MO. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he showed me a little something there. I was surprised by that. But again, just keeping up with the theme of just the partnerships and you get why these teams are doing well, right? Is because for the most part, they're they work well as partners, even if, one team isn't that great or one person isn't that great. I almost choked on the coffee there, but if one person isn't that great, the partnerships boost up the teams like Melinda and Nehemiah work well together as you know, Daryl, Daryl, Darrell and Janelle, right. They work well together. It's just, it was just an amazing thing to kind of see and pay attention to and a lesson when you were watching these things that your partner matters so much and how well you work with your partner, not even so much how good your partner is, but how well you work with them. Speaking of working together, one thing that was fascinating, again, to bring it back to Ayana, is she gets mad at Latarian because (laughs) Latarian, she feels, is looking at her and Tech's puzzle. Yeah, which and so he tiny. tells and tells her like he sorry she tells Latarian hey don't cheat like don't look at ours and Tech <laughs> in confessional is like who the fuck cares we're in the same alliance like if they win we're safe if we win they're safe yeah. like if anything and like I the producers probably wouldn't allow it but if anything it would do you no harm if you're those two teams to be like hey 
will memorize like Ayana will memorize the top row. Tech will memorize the second row. Mm-hmm. Latarian, you take the third row. Jasmine, you take the fourth row. We'll compare notes. Right. Like there's no there's no rule that says you can't do that. But Ayana is like she's mad about it. And like it's again, Ayana fascinates me because I don't understand like what's going through her mind. Well, she's just mad to be mad. Yeah. That's all. Right. She strikes me as a person that wakes up, turns on her Facebook profile to see what she should be mad at today. Mm. Strikes me as one of those people. Um, I'm sorry. Before we move on from the scene, I have an important question for you. Okay. Are you a Beverly Hills cop guy? Because they play Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters, which is a banger in my running for song of the episode. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying it's up there because I love that song. It is a great song. Not my song of the episode, but it is a great song. I will give you that. I'm just saying it's a contender. I love it. Yeah. And uh, and speaking of contenders, uh, we find out who won. And I think... You know, the first check was to Melinda and Nehemiah, but they were wrong. And it appeared as if everyone was struggling, but then all of a sudden MJ and John A end up coming up with the victory. Darrell and Janelle come in second. Melinda and Nehemiah are third. Brad and Jody, she feels really bad. She's crying a lot because again, as I mentioned earlier, when they were memorizing the pieces, obviously, as you said, they split it up, but Jody was she didn't understand the intricacies of the actual puzzle. So there was something that was a little off or a little other color that you needed to be paying attention to as well. And it was way too late in the running when they realized that. So that ruined their chances of continuing their streak of wins. But she feels bad. And then coming in last, King's Palace, he had Tech and Ayana. And last place went to Jasmine and Latarian. And I mean, it didn't feel good for them, but it felt good for me when the Tony, Tony, Tony track came on. <laughs> I was jamming, and I'm going to say that was my song of the episode. Oh. And the reason is because that is just the classic nature of that song. Like, don't get me wrong. De La Soul, when that comes on, that puts you in good vibes, and it's like a jam. But I feel like if you put on that Tony, Tony, Tony song, you could be in any room with any people from any background, like anyone, anywhere. You know, you still might need to be a hip hop kind of fan or at least hip hop adjacent to appreciate that De La Soul song to like know of it. Like if you're a hip hop fan, obviously you're rocking to it. But I'm saying you put on that Tony, 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 it feels good in any setting and people are hype. That's my challenge. Tell me I'm wrong. Find me the person, find me the room where you would put that on and people would just stand there and be like, what is this? <laughs> just. I- it's not my song of the episode. We're not at mine yet. Hey, but I can't. I can't deny it's great. What was also great was TJ fully pulls a Jim Halpert and looks directly at the camera during this episode when he sees everyone struggling and does a like, like a sort of frown smirk. You know what I mean? A, mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. smirk, and just cracked me up. Yeah, yeah. Um... Latarian was, you know, being, he's, you know, trying to, you know, tell uh, Jasmine it's not that bad. Don't worry about it. But really, I mean, she feels really bad. She feels like she let Latarian down. Jody's being a good friend and talking to her and telling her that it's not her fault. Jasmine's even saying, like, I don't even think I'm an all star. And it's like, well, you're not, but you're on the show and that's okay. 
That's okay. Keep getting them checks. I'm not mad at you. Not mad at you for that. I, in fact, applaud your hustle, Jasmine. Keep uh-huh. getting them checks. So don't be mad at that. Cash those all-star checks, right? Yep. Um, the one question I want to ask you, okay? So MJ and John A., they're debating whether they should make a big move or not. MJ wants to stick with the alliance. John A., she rolls with it, but she wants to. she wanted to make a big move. Was it the right call to just play things safe and let it play out and just roll with the alliance? I think the smarter call would be to make half a move. Okay. Because Tech and Ayana, mm-hmm. I don't see as a big threat. Correct. As much as I like Tech, and as good as they are in some respects, you don't they're not going to do well in a, in a final we just we just saw that like you said this was basically a mini final that they ran they don't have all the parts they're not great at memorization they're not great at math they're not great at endurance tech's not great at strength stuff they got too many holes on them you're better off for sure putting it you got to put in nehemiah and melinda you have to like that's that's a must mm-hmm. And then I would put in Brad and Jody, I think. So here's the one problem with that. The one issue with that is if you do that, you're now kind of pissing off both alliances. So now you're kind of on your own and you become a target the very next week because whichever side wins, unless you win, you're going in. Yeah, but they have to know that they're toward the end. Fair, totally fair. and you have to there comes a point on the challenge or, or really anything in life where you have to bet on yourself shouts to fred van fleet <laughs> and you know if you want a friend buy a dog this is the challenge and yeah. sometimes you, you just got to go for it and mj and john a i think have done an excellent job of like being friendly with everyone, not really repping a set too hard, mm-hmm. you know, playing a good political game, but eventually you do have to make a move. Yeah. This is the time to make a move. Uh, we talk about, there's two tangents that I would wildly go on if we had more time today, which we don't. I'll, so I'll just like give you the Colt. <laughs> am I going to give you the Colt notes or am I going to go on the tangent? We can only hope to find out. Uh, one of the ones <laughs> I was going to say, what was it? Robin season of uh, Atlanta? season two of Atlanta Robin season. And it's like, yeah. you're either the stunty or the stunter. Yep. Right. Like, <laughs> and that's kind of what you're saying here, right? You're either going to get got or you're the one getting it. So I understand what you're saying. I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, I'll leave the other tangent for another day. Cause that would actually take me down the tangent, but I will and say we, we need to talk about Ayana. Like we can't, yeah. we can't skimp on that for sure. Things There's time for weird. That. Yeah, so there's a party. Looked like they were having fun. They didn't really show it, but instead they end up showing Ayana getting mad because no one cleaned up. And then Jody says that Ayana called her privileged because she had to clean up Jody's salad. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. This was the first moment where I was just kind of like, okay, we got to just get rid of her because this is just annoying. This is too much. And I don't even really care. And it was just really dumb. And then it just got worse. At this point, I didn't think it was going to get worse. And I agreed with Tech. 
Czech has my line of the episode. If you ruin my chance to win $500,000 over a Greek salad, fuck you. <laughs> this, that was also my line of the episode. I also know that down. I was just so mad. I'm just over it. Over her, over Ayana, like, get out of here. I mean, I think you touched on it. I think you were on something when you said Ayana just wakes up in the morning mad. But there's also, like, we've all been to a cottage. We've all been to, mm -hmm. like, sort of an overnight party situation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, an all-inclusive or whatever. Where someone decides that they're the parent. Where they decide <laughs> that they have to clean up. You know? Yeah. And it's, a, it's like, a, it's a personality type. Definitely. And that's clearly Ayana's that personality type. Mm -hmm. But that's an Ayana problem. Yeah. That's not a house problem. Sometimes the party moves. I believe I don't know what your oh, philosophies like are, Sheldon. I like that. I like that. But I see parties as organic living creatures. Ooh. Sometimes the party it moves indoors. Right? Like sometimes, you know, there's a lineup to the washroom and people start congregating because they're talking. Sometimes it gets a little too cold out. So someone goes inside to get a hoodie and someone else is like, That's a good idea, I'm gonna go get my hoodie. Suddenly you got three or four people inside. So other people join them. These things happen. It's not Listen, disrespectful. It's not privileged. In the wise it's, words, in the wise words of noted poet Sean Carter, after the show, it's an after party. Then after the party, it's a hotel lobby. Then after the Bellevue, then it's probably Chris. And after the original, it's probably this. <laughs> now, I won't mention the other dude in the song because he's canceled for life. But the point is, there's always another party. The party's going to shift. The party yeah. has levels. There's levels to the party. The party's going to keep going. Just you're either along for the ride or go to bed. Yeah. Simple. And so for her to get like mad about it, that's her trying to fight the party. And you mm -hmm. can't fight the party. You either have to accept its nature or just like you said, go to bed, move on. And both things are okay. Yeah. And that's fine. But you can't get mad at it. No. Right. Because you know what? Maybe... Maybe other people in the other room are having a conversation where they're like, oh, we got to clean that up in the morning. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong the with that. The mess is going to hold. The mess is going to hold. And, you know, the deliberation was, was really weak. And I thought it was funny in the beginning when Tech, you know, announced that he basically told Diana to just be quiet during the, the whole deliberation, which I thought was funny. And Tech is, yeah. continues to be a great character. But then things take a turn where Ayana tells Jody that she ate her salad on purpose. And I was just really confused. Like, I didn't understand what was going on. Like, I didn't know if she was trying to, like, make good television, if she was trying to be intimidating. Like, I just didn't understand what her angle was. Then she made a Tanya Harding joke. It's just like, what is that? Yeah. I, it's time I to go. I have to say. It's time like, to go. It is time to go. I'm not the biggest Jody fan. She's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, like I respect her as a competitor. But she said in confessional, you know, last night you called me privileged for not cleaning up after myself. And then it turns you turns out you ate my salad. So like weird. that's fucked up. And like, I agree with her, like in this sort of the way we use the word privileged has changed, mm -hmm. especially in the past five years. Ayana used it in a derogatory sense. And then yeah. it turns out that she ate her salad like that. Like you can't steal someone's possession, consume it and then insult them about it. And then like start a fight 
How about it? Like, what the fuck, Ayana? Like, it's also unnecessary. And again, like, I don't understand the mentality. Like, I don't understand what she's thinking of. My only way I can sum this up, and people listening to this pod know we're from Toronto, and I know this comes off as Toronto man's type lingo, but I can't (laughs) really think of another way to put it that sums it up better. But when I keep watching Ayana, I just keep thinking, whose man's is this? Yeah. Like, you, what are you doing here? Who's who's claiming you? Who's repping for you? Well, who's on it, your side? Do you have any actual friends in the house? What are you doing here? Whose man's is this? One thing I had to note was that when Ayana was, like, sort of storming around cleaning the house and Jody like, related to the rest of the house, like, yeah, my salad's gone and she called me privileged. Jasmine went out and confronted Ayana about this. And just the nature of the conversation when Jody was telling the rest of the house and Jasmine's reaction, what that told me was that Ayana's been throwing around that word a lot. Yeah. Like it, it was clear, like we didn't have the full context, but it, it came across to me that Ayana's been doing shit like this the entire time. Yeah. Right. Like I think Jasmine even said at one point, like, stop using that word. Like For sure. it's, it's not necessarily privilege if you get drunk and leave your salad behind. It's being drunk. It's fine. <laughs> like it's not great, but it's fine. Yeah. Like just be cool for a minute, Ayana. Just one minute. Agreed, 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 agreed. Um, I wanna know if we agree though on this elimination. Cause as mentioned, we know what's gonna happen it ends up being Melinda and um why am I drawing a blank? Nehemiah, Melinda and mm-hmm. Nehemiah against LT and Jasmine. And this mm-hmm. was a weird ass elimination in terms of you're in this like booth, I guess, and there's yeah. sand dropping on you and you got to move the sand out of the way to see the puzzle pieces and then relay to your partner. And then they have to put the puzzle pieces together on a board. Um, the weirdest thing here was I kind of, we knew who was going to win, right? Like, Again, it comes down to teamwork, which team works better. And we know that Melinda and Nehemiah have great teamwork. They're just a really good uh, couple, right? So I knew they were going to win. But then when it was revealed that Melinda says she has a game like this on her phone, which I was kind of confused because it was like, this game sucks. Why would you want this game on your phone? Like, it's not Wordle or something, right? But I was just like, this, this is just weird. But anyways, more power to them. And I thought it was all about communication. And, you know, LT was struggling, but you knew that was going to happen. And him and Jasmine, you know, Jasmine doesn't really work well under pressure. And I think she put too much pressure on herself after she felt like it was her own fault. So now that's just amping yourself up. And it's almost like you lose before you even begin. So I didn't think they had a chance to begin with. And then once it started and you have some miscommunication, yeah, it was a wrap. So Melinda and Nehemiah coming I through. Know, I know that not everyone loves the current version of the regular challenge. But one thing I like about the the regular challenge, the mainline challenge, whatever you want to call it, is that they have these big set pieces, these epic eliminations. This was not a very cinematic. Nah, it was kind of whack. You know, it's basically two or three cameras. They're sort of talking about doing a puzzle. Sands falling on Nehemiah and Latarian. Eh. The yeah. best part 
of this elimination was my song of the episode, Sandstorm by Darude, a song which always gets me hype because I am Canadian and we love hockey and they always play Sandstorm at hockey games. This is true. This I also had true. the privilege of visiting Helsinki Cathedral where the start of Sandstorm's music video is filmed. He runs down the steps. That's at the cathedral in Helsinki, Finland, because Darude is a Finnish musician, if you want to call him a musician. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't love this elimination. Um, this was a fine episode. As, as I say every season, and I know I'm a broken record, the last episode or two before the final are always the weakest episodes of the challenge. Yeah, but we're bringing it home soon, though, so that's okay. That's okay. We just know that there's more to come, and it'll be very interesting soon. That's the hope. I have an important question for you, though, Sheldon. Mm-hmm. Who killed it for you this week? This is going to sound weird, but I'm picking LT, and it's because okay. it's the last time we're going to see him, and I just think he's a very good character. Seems like a solid, trustworthy dude that you would want in your alliance. He seems like he would be a good partner. He's like an OG figure. Like, I, I just think that he's a solid dude, and I just wanted to give him a shout-out the last time we can because he's not on this season anymore. So that's basically, you know, my my salute to Letarian, a solid season. I thought he had an all-right season in season one, but I thought he really honed himself in and, and proved to be, like, if you think about um, how he was working with Kendall beforehand, how he was working mm. with Jasmine, just a solid dude, solid alliance member. He could be in my alliance. I am really impressed with how much he changed uh, between last season and this season, which are not that far apart. Like in terms of when they were filmed, they're what, like filmed six months apart? Like he is a much more a softer, um, warmer person. Yeah. And like it's nice to see because like I liked him already, but like I liked him way more this season than last season. I think. Uh, the person that killed it for me this episode was Tech Money. Yes. He's a tough I, job. He's got a tough job. He's a bit of a lion tamer. He continues to be the most charismatic and entertaining person on this season by a wide margin, right? Like, it's not like it's not like other seasons of, like, the regular challenge where we've got, like, lots of funny people narrating. Tech Money at this stage is by far the funniest, best part of the show. And, you know, he's holding it down. He's performed well. They didn't, they're per, they didn't do well performancely, as Darrell would say. <laughs> but, you know, they didn't get eliminated. They continue to skate through despite Ayana's best efforts. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just love the swagger. I love what he's about. So, tech money, keep killing it, buddy. Agreed. Where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Like and subscribe to the YouTube page, which is also Sheldon Alexander. You know, keep sending in your comments. We appreciate them. We read them all the time. Shouts to the OG listeners of the You Killed It podcast, you know, that are still rocking with us and telling us each and every week, hey, thanks, you guys, for doing this and keeping the content moving. Because, you know, it also helps us. Like, it makes us be in each other's lives more and have more conversations and, you know, keep telling y'all one day we'll, we'll release the lost tapes, you know? So you got to stay tuned for that. Oh, I mean, can we say that till we're 65 and retiring? Cause yes. like, okay. 
That's probably wise. So in another 30 years or so. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hill or on TikTok because I am the younger, hipper member of this podcast. This is correct. Which is, which is not at all true. I'm actually the older one. But I'm at Jesus Chuddlesworth. I'll say it again because I always laugh when I say it. At Jesus Chuddlesworth. And until next week, this was You Killed It. And I think I have to be the one no, to share No, no, no. We're good. We're good. Okay. All right. You. Good.